Hello and thank you for joining us here. It's uh, Ben, Pastor Ben Cooper of Elim Church here in Swanley and you are listening to our podcast and we've got our good friend joining us with us at this moment, wherever you may be in the world listening. It is 10 past two on a Thursday afternoon and we're breaking out of the pandemic and we are in the month of August, I hope, aren't we, Brian? Yeah. We are and we're just welcoming our brother Brian from Mayo's Moat. Come on, Mayo's... I've got that right. Yeah, Matos, that's good. Matos, <laughs> Ministries International. And we are just so thankful for Brian and the work that they do. It's, it's such a fa- fa- fascinating ministry, around all to do with Israel and, and everything like that. We're looking at the feast today. Brian has, we've got the Feast of the Trumpet. So Brian has loaded with information. And as he looks across the mic, sent me there, we, we have got a lot of stuff we're going to... Uh, step through. So we thank Brian for coming to join us here in Elim Swanley as you join us on this podcast. And Brian, tell us what is the relevance of the feasts, what we're looking at at this moment. The Feast of Trumpets. Okay, where does it come right. from? What is it about? And how relevant is it for where we sit today? Sure. Well, the Feast of Trumpets, really, it is the, uh, the fifth feast in the seven feasts. And it really is, for us as believers in Jesus or believers in Yeshua, it is about his return. Mm-hmm. That is the main focus the return of, it, of the Jesus. cycle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not irrelevant. You know, we look at Leviticus 23 and we see the feasts there. And, of course, they appear in um, other places as well. Okay. But it points towards the return of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. The return mm. of Jesus. I never yeah. thought by any means or shape or form that, that any feast would be relevant to the time and the... The, the season that we sit in. So mm. tell us a little bit more about where this has come from and the relevance of where we sit today. We're talking about harvest. We're talking about the field. Mm-hmm. The king is in the field, something that you mentioned earlier yeah, on. That was, yes, that's yeah. a really, I king love that line. Field. The king is in the field. I know it's obviously not scriptural. <laughs> it, it, where does that come from? Is that just a, a bit of uh, language that sits around Israel? I've never heard that before. <laughs> well, you know, we say, don't we, as believers, many say, oh, it's the last days. Yes, they the say, last you know, days. We look at what's happening. Yeah. This pandemic is just one of the birth pangs, if you like. Uh-huh. And, but we can look around us. And if we read the scripture, Luke 24, places like that, Jesus warned us about end times, really, about yeah. the last days. So for as believers, we have to be a student. We don't have to be completely focused on the last days, but we have to be a student of it. Be we aware have to, of it. Yeah, be aware that we are. And, and anybody, you know, who reads their Bible and is has a relationship with Jesus, will say, yeah, we are heading for the last days. A lot of people say that. People say it. You know, it's a, a saying. So, but how do we anchor that? You know, what yeah. what can we look at that helps us to give it a bit of an anchor in the Bible? And the, one of the best places is the feasts. Now, the feasts are not Jewish feasts. They're the feasts of the Lord. Okay, the feasts so, of the Lord. Yeah, that's right. So it's remember. Okay. Yeah. So Jewish people in particular, because of the uh-huh. covenant, yeah. it's, it's very relevant to them. And, and you know, it's a requirement. In a, in a sense, not in a legalistic way, but the feasts are part of their identity. But as uh, Gentile believers, because I'm a Jewish believer, as Gentile believers, we ignore the feasts, really, at uh, 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 poverty, really, because we can learn so much from them. And many people will realise, of course, that Jesus fulfilled um, the first three feasts, okay, in the spring. Okay. So you talk about Passover. And people will realise that, you know, the Last Supper was a Passover meal. Yes. And he died at Passover, then there's a feast of unleavened bread. You know, his body was without sin, so it's unleavened. Yeah. And then there's a feast of first fruits, the first fruits offering. All these feasts are very close to each other. And Jesus fulfilled them when he rose from the dead. And if you look at the language of Paul in places, he talks about, you know, Jesus is our Passover. Then we talk about the first fruits from the dead in 1 Corinthians 15. Right. Okay. So, yeah, Paul is talking 
to an audience which understood that background and saying, look, Jesus fulfilled these feasts. And of course, the next one, when Jesus was on earth, he said, you know, you should tarry in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Then you should be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So we're familiar with those scriptures. And of course, that fulfillment of what he said immediately was Pentecost. Okay, okay, so the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. The outpouring Shavuot, of the Holy Spirit. Ut, as we call it. Yes. Right, Shavuot. Sorry, can you pronounce that again, Brian? Shavuot. Shavuot. That's S-H-A-V-U-O-T. Yeah. O-T. Um, so that is you know, what we use, the term we use, but Pentecost means the same thing. Pentecost. Um, so 50th, it means it's the, the, uh, 50 days after um, those spring feasts. And so the Holy Spirit poured out on those early Jewish believers, really established the church. You know, the church was beginning to come together but really that yes. birthed really the modern say modern 2000 yeah. years ago but the church the commissioned church. it poured out the holy spirit drew them together empowered them to witness the gospel that is what who the holy spirit is for yes. you know it's not for us to have a good time although no. we do yeah. it's for us to be witnesses that is the witnesses it's the that reason is number one the holy spirit was sent yeah he brings us comfort he encourages us. Of course he does. But to he be witnesses. It's to be witnesses. We're Power called to be witnesses. To witness. Yeah. So really that was the last thing that Jesus did in a sense, wasn't it? Then he yes. ascended. He ascended. So he said, right guys, I've done this stuff. <laughs> you get on with it. Hang on a minute. Me? Little <laughs> I mean, old me. It's good when, I'm sure it was good for the disciples when they watched Jesus, right? And they Just saw the miracles. After miracle. They saw the food multiplied. They yeah. saw blind eyes. They saw wonderful. And then suddenly Jesus says, hey guys, it's your turn now. Yeah, and he and said, think, yeah, what you see me do, yeah, now you're going to do greater that's right. things. That's right, greater things. Greater so, things than Jesus. Yeah, so that is really what the, the words that Jesus gave to them then okay. and to us now. Yeah. So what we're supposed to be doing, if you look at the seven feasts as a sort of a cycle in world redemption history, so we see it in a year, okay, it goes around in yeah. a year, 12 months, um, but actually we look at it prophetically, we see that it is almost like, um, you know, the, the history of the church. So it's stretched out. It is, yeah. It's stretched out. So we're between two time. feasts. Yes, we're, we're between, between the two feasts. Pentecost, Pentecost. and we're be between the Feast of Trumpets. So in that sense, Jesus has not fulfilled the Feast of Trumpets yet. No. Because he hasn't done anything on earth which fulfills it. So, you, so yeah, okay. So he didn't. He said to us, you know, no one knows the hour. But then Paul did say to us, uh, yes. you know, that there... That, Possibly the elect could be deceived if they weren't awake and alive. And we need to realise that the Feast of Trumpets is that fulfilment of Jesus returning. Because right, that's the okay. next thing he's going to do, isn't it? He's not going to do anything else in between. He's yeah. going to return. So, so he left us. We're in the harvest. Okay, so for all of us that are listening mm, to this, mm. this is really fantastic info. Mm. And it really brings the scripture and the Bible to alive. So when you talk about the year, mm. although the feasts are within that year, mm. the seven are within the year, but yeah. also it's stretched out over the time span of Christ. Mm. I mean, that's as how I see it, yeah, uh, of the church. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, as, as we see it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. so we are now... You know, we talked about that thing I yeah. mentioned before we was on air, and you just mentioned it. Yes. The king is in the field. The now, king is in the field. We know Jesus is coming soon. People know that. They see the signs. We spoke the right signs, at the beginning, didn't we? The signs. So in this month, this current month, it's called Elul. E-L-U-L. Okay, the month of Elul. Elul. Okay, so it sort of corresponds with half of August and half of September in our calendar in the UK. Yeah. So that's 30 days, because every Jewish month is just 30 days. Don't have our funny mixed 28 days, 31, it's yeah. 30 days. And Always during, 30 days. Yeah, that's right. And during that month, yeah. they blow a shofar or a trumpet 
every day except the first, the last, and on Sabbath. Okay, so, so except the people first, are hearing in Israel now. Right. And the Sabbath. That's right. So in Israel now, yeah. and in Jewish communities, they will hear every day the trumpet. And it will remind them that they're getting close to Yom Teruah, which is the Feast of Trumpets, okay? The Day of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, the New yeah. Year. So it's reminding them that they're getting nearer and nearer to that day. Because on that day, which is the two-day festival, they blow the trumpet a hundred times. Oh, my goodness. Imagine how noisy that is. Yeah. So it's to say to people immediately there, the time has come. The time, the time has come. come. Hundred. If you imagine, you know, the shofar. If anyone's ever heard it, or just a trumpet being yeah. blown a hundred uh, times, you think, man, that's annoying. But and this is right across to Israel. Yes, yeah, they will right. in so the services and things. Services, so synagogues and such like. Yeah, so yeah. loud. Yeah, yeah. A hundred so times. If you think of the immediacy, so their context is repentance and about summing up the year that's just gone by have you done good deeds have you done bad uh, have yeah. you done enough for your name to be inscribed in the book of Whoa. life you know from a jewish this is a jewish point of view this is what they're thinking this is what they're thinking. so when you hear the trumpet blow i want you to think about this right say you're going about your business you hear the trumpet blow and you think oh is it the 15th day of the month or maybe it's the 19th or maybe it's the 25th how close am I to the end of the month? Now, of course, oh. these days, you can look at your calendar and say, oh, yeah, well, it's four days to go, yeah, it's yeah, 10 yeah, days yeah. to go, it's 20, I've got plenty of time, it's 20 days to go. Um, but actually, in an agricultural society, and Jesus God yeah. used agriculture quite a lot, people won't have, would have judged their days and their dates from, you know, when the sun went down, the sound mm-hmm. of the shofar, stuff like that. That would have been their calendar. So that was their calendar. Yeah. So the urgency is they're thinking, how long is it before? Where do we sit? The final trumpet sound. The final trumpet sound. Now, the last that is trumpet blast. Very significant. The People say, oh, that's that's Christian. That's Christian theology. That's Christian, you know, terminology. But terminology. it's not. It's, it's not. not. No, it's, it's not. It's biblical fact. It is. Yeah. And yeah. we talk about the sound of the trumpet, the last that's trumpet right, yeah. sound, the coming of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So. So when it, so this is this is blown every day. Is there a set time right. that is blown, or is it just through service times? It's generally service times. It depends on you know the context of the Jewish community where it is. It could be in the morning with the morning prayers, yeah. something along those times. But there's, it's a reminder to be blown one day ceremoniously. So it's that it's just the reminder. It really is. And that makes you think. But then in it the does. back of your mind, you're thinking, well, what day am I? Was it the 14th or 15th yeah, or the 16th? Yeah. So it's that sort of thing. Where do I sit? How yeah, close yeah, am yeah, I? Yeah. So are we saying that the, mm. the, the hundred times is the coming, represents the coming of the king? Yeah. Is, is, that what it, is that what it's basically about? So yeah. w- when we get to that point, mm. it, it's really interesting how these feasts yeah. so, uh, yes. work <laughs> alongside this obviously scriptural, biblical mm-hmm. base, but mm-hmm. it represents where we sit in the season yeah. spiritually. Yeah, yeah. We think of it's an agricultural society, isn't it, that Jesus spoke yeah. into? Of course, so they recognise the agricultural things. So the whole thing about harvest and we're in the time of harvest but the feast of trumpets ends the harvest so the idea of blowing that the trumpet so many times to say hey guys it's no longer any more time for any more harvest it's time to come to the temple as it originally yeah. would have been in those days of course 2000 years ago come to the temple to repent come to the temple to inspect your heart and have what we call the 10 days of awe between rosh hashanah and Day of Atonement. So Jewish people are gearing up for that. They're ten days of thinking, "Am I right with God?" Now, so it's you know, really inward a, focus. It is, yeah. In that it sense, really is a, so, yeah. a point yeah. of looking within yeah. yourself, focusing, hearing yeah. a trumpet blast yeah. daily, making you think about yourself, yeah. making a making you think about your repentance, That's your own right. mortality, mm-hmm. and everything that runs along with that. But but at the end of that, 
also we're knowing that this is running along with Christ's return. Mm, it is, yeah, yeah. So as believers in Jesus, we don't have to worry about, I say not worry, no, we don't have to think, have I done enough good deeds to get in the book of life? Our names are inscribed in the book inscribed, of life because yeah. Jesus died for us. Thank you, because Jesus. of the cross, we don't have to work for salvation. We know that we put a complete trust and faith in Jesus. So, you know, here I am today. I know I'm okay, not because of me, but because of him. Because of him. Not that I don't think, right, am I living a, a life yeah. that's right? Because we're, the Bible tells us to, to you know, to, to study, to prove, and to see, you know, are we in the household of faith? All this, it questions us, doesn't it, about that, which is good. But my salvation is in Christ alone, so I don't need to worry. But the thing that I do have to remember is that when Jesus commissioned those disciples, he was talking to me. <laughs> he was talking he? to me. He was talking to all of us. He was talking to all of listeners. us. Listeners. He's saying, right, guys, go out there and do it. So there's going to be a time when it's too late to harvest. That's quite too interesting. Late. Yeah. Too late to harvest. Yeah, too be, late it? to witness. Too late to yeah. pull in. Too too late. There, there's coming a time yeah. when it is too late. It is, yeah. It, it, it's over. It's going to be that time when you say, oh, no. You know, oh, what no. about the people I what didn't tell? You know, yeah, I'm not doing this to condemn people. No, no, of course. No, no. You know, we're doing it to encourage people. Say, come on, guys, let's tell our neighbours, our friends, our families, let's get praying, let's see people come. So this is the time no, to yeah. be very vocal. It is, yeah. yeah. To be very, uh, to use mm. this time, this month in which we're living in, because we're in a very prophetic time, mm. aren't we? Mm. Yeah, we are. And it's yeah, interesting yeah. How, the, how this COVID has fallen, mm. where it has fallen in the calendar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know when it started at Easter, was it started around about Easter when we started yeah, it was with lockdown? March, end of March, March, end of March, yeah, you, you March February, March, yeah. Um, yeah, this time. So it has fallen at a very <laughs> interesting time that there's been isolation mm. over the Easter period. Yeah, made you look and church is shut down. When I really think about it, we're both <laughs> smiling on that. That, yeah, yeah. that the church was shut down over such a powerful time yeah, was, over yeah. Easter. We were we were just getting ready to do our, our link courses. I was leading the link course, and yeah, sure. suddenly I think we got two weeks in, and then suddenly the lock complete lockdown. But it really made you think spiritually. Made you look at things very differently. Made you look at the signs of the times. Made you look mm -hmm. at the biblical reference. Well, where do we actually sit? So when we are looking at the Feast of Trumpets, mm. it is very spiritual, mm. above mm. The, the practical mm. as well, mm. that there are signs out there. Yeah. We know the scripture says no, no one knows the hour, uh, the hour or the mm. day, but only God alone in heaven knows. Mm. Mm. But there are signs set apart for humanity mm. to actually look at. So we mm. need to be diligent and to understand that where we sit today, we are, whether we're at the beginning of birth pains, uh, just creeping into the birth pains, wherever we see it, mm -hmm. it's very important to understand that where the Bible is speaking very clear, I've got to understand that we are living in end times. Mm, yeah, yeah, we yeah. are at yeah. the end times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how is Israel today at this very moment? I know you said you've got a, a meeting this afternoon and you're uh, you're going to be speaking to who and where are they? Oh yeah, so we are sorting out a prayer event, Yeah, a prayer march. And it's linked with the, some may have heard of the Back to Jerusalem, where okay. mainly Chinese Christians yes. are praying and going as well to bring the gospel from China and other places to Jerusalem. Coming so from China? Many, yeah. Coming into... through many, many nations. Going through many nations that are very hostile to the gospel as well. Yeah. So every year they do a prayer march. So it's a prayer march. A prayer march. So the, this is a link that we're doing because they you know, wanted someone to connect with in Israel. Yeah. And we have a good friend, Budheim Maltzbin, who runs the Alia Return Centre. Okay. And he has the uh, Vertical Prayer Centre, it's called. He likes it. Um, we get um, houses of prayer. 
Houses of Prayer spring up all over in different places. Wow. Well, he has one in the Galilee. So we are, we are, we're zooming, as a lot of people do today, yeah. creating that link between that prayer movement and the vertical prayer centre in the Galilee. It's a great prayer centre. They've been and it overlooks the Galilee. They've got land where the, the Jordan runs through their land, which is really River Jordan, the prayer area there. Great ministry, yeah. Uh, Alia Return Centre, it's called. They're doing some great stuff. So, yeah. Wow. Praying for, and in fact, what they'll be doing at the Feast of Trumpets is they'll be asking people all over the world yeah. to send in videos of themselves playing shofars or audio so that'd, that'd be yeah, great. So people prayer, all over the world. <laughs> prayer is really, prayer is really important for yeah. where we sit as a believer. It is. It's really important to remember to everyone listening and and when whenever you're listening or whatever mm, we do. But mm, prayer mm. is very important as a believer, yeah. and to look at the signs of the times. And you, last week we was looking at the the shofar itself, wasn't we? Mm, mm. So. That is a very powerful, and it's the ram's horn, is that correct? That's right, yeah. yeah so that is yeah. blown every day at this moment. Yeah, it is, yeah. It, throughout the service times in the mm-hmm. in the Feast of the Trumpets, obviously. And we know that when Christ returns, we're going to hear the trumpet That's call. That's it says, yeah. So it it's all not ties an invention. up. It, it does, because people think, oh, sometimes we can read the New Testament, oh, that's new. It's not. There's nothing new about the sound of the trumpet. nothing new about the sound of the trumpet, They talk to a it? Jewish person about the trumpets. They say, yeah, I know what they mean. Yeah. yeah. So say, there are different sorts of trumpets. In some is a warning. Yeah. Some is a ready for battle. You know, it means certain things. So the trumpet means something. And the concept of the last trump is not a Christian idea. No, it's you not. Know, it's always been in the last. So some have called the Feast of Trumpets the last trump. The it's last called trump. already by Jewish people who... See the hundred, okay. you know, the hundred, the last blowing of the shofar on that day as the last trump. So when it's called that in Thessalonians, other places in the New yeah, Testament, one Thessalonians it's not been invented. It's, no, Paul it's didn't not. Think, a, oh, I'll just think. Oh, I'll call it the last trump. It was already there. It was already there. Yeah, it's not so, the church hasn't uh, no, 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 conjured no. up this. this no, the Jewish audience, audience would understand it. The biblical reference is clear. Mm-hmm. It's in one Thessalonians. It makes yeah, it very right, clear yeah. that when the, the coming of the Lord, when it comes out of the, the clouds above, the, yeah. the there will be a sound, there'll be a loud shout, and mm. then there will be a trumpet. That's right. Yeah. It's going to be a very powerful sound, (laughs) the coming of the king. And this ties up so beautifully with what we're looking at, the Mm. Feast of the Trumpets. I'm absolutely fascinated how these feasts are very practical, Mm. but Mm. along with that are so spiritual. Yeah, the prophetic. Tell us a story, a prophetic Mm. story. Mm So when we, um, so just before the the, the feast that was before the Feast of Trumpets was. So that was Pentecost. Pentecost. Yeah. So, so right. that's the very... May. That end was, of May. Yeah. So that started when? What was that So day? that was May. It was the end of May, that, I think. The end of May, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've time, gone yeah. from Pentecost to the Feast of the Trumpets. Yeah. So in Israel at this moment, there must be a lot of anticipation mm. with yeah, everything that's going on. That's right, yeah. With the signs of the times and everything mm-hmm. shutting down and mm-hmm. all that. Mm. That the trumpet sound is very relevant. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, relevant. Very so. and what is the, the scripture you reference you got there? You got Leviticus. So yeah, we look at Leviticus twenty three and twenty four, and that covers all of the feasts really, the basis of the feast. If you start there, you'll find that that's where the feasts are outlined and everything. You know, there's in other places as well, but twenty four, twenty three, twenty four. <coughs> a little bit of twenty five as well. So if so anyone is looking to get an understanding about the feast. Because it's very important as a believer that we yeah. do understand the signs of the times and how mm-hmm. Christ uses the four seasons, yeah, yeah, the feasts, and the we feast, have yeah. seven feasts, yep, correct? seven major feasts, that's right, major feasts. But yep. also within that, there's other feasts with. There are, yeah. So, so yeah, so they're, some are, they're sort of linked, aren't they? Because you've got the, yeah. the spring feasts, yes, you know, Passover oh, and uh, unleavened bread yeah. and first fruits. They're very close to each other all around the time that, that Jesus died yeah. and rose again. 
And then you've got that feast on its own 50 days later, mm-hmm. at Pentecost, coming of the Holy Spirit. And then you have a gap of four months and then you hit the three autumn feasts, which are Rosh Hashanah, the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles as well. So that's God, the main dude. seven, main seven there. To me, it, bring, it mm. brings the scripture alive. But So it's very important for a believer, mm. anyone that's listening, the audience that we're talking to at the moment, that if they want to find out information on the feast, they just go to Leviticus 23 yep. and chapter 24, yeah, 24. and it, it makes it very clear. It's very, yeah, that's it, the, so that, it's that's that simple. Yeah. That's, where, yeah. that's where we start from, and then it, mm. it springs off from that. So have you got any plans to go to Israel soon, Brian? We can't, can we? Unless you've got an urgent, I think if you're Unless family you're members, you've got a visit and it's urgent, like a special yeah. life event or yeah. something like that you need to go to, so you've got to get clearance for that. So and at you the have moment, Israel well. is still seriously locked down. It is, yeah. They're still, yeah. Even though the trumpet's being sound, <laughs> yeah, everything's locked down. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's quite interesting that the, this trumpet is being blown, yeah, yeah. but Israel is locked down like the rest of the world. Is, you know, we're, we're slowly coming out of what we're coming out of. <laughs> So what is the atmosphere at the moment when you speak to people via the, the great sound of Zoom and all that? How are they feeling out there? Yeah, I think that there's concern. Not, I mean, there's this background on the yeah. virus, but also economically and politically, it's a really tough time. You know, the, mm. We've never had a stable government really in Israel, no. <laughs> coalitions and such yeah. like. But we thought this new coalition would be steady, but it seems as though... You know, we was on bated breath about whether the budget would get cleared and everything. Uh, and then they said there might be another election in in November. And, and you know, so, so it's with very that turbulent. instability, yeah, people want to be led, don't they? And when yeah. you're going through a time of crisis, yeah. and then we've got not only the, the coronavirus, but you've got, you know, problems with the... they've We talk about harvest. Thousands, maybe more, thousands of acres of harvest have been lost because terrorists from Gaza have been lighting these helium balloons with firebombs. And they've really? burnt out thousands of acres of harvest in the south, so that's one thing. There's a new way of terrorism then, to actually to I mean, try and bring a famine around. Oh, to... It's really scary, really, because the balloons, you know, they look, you know, especially they've had to warn children now. So children fit in southern Israel are now being taught balloons are dangerous. Now, a balloon is normally something of fun, isn't it? Yes, yeah, Don't to... approach a balloon. Even young children don't ever go near a balloon because they're probably carrying an incendiary device on them. So it's tragic, really, isn't it? Though, yeah. This is what we've come to. This is clear end time stuff that's yeah, happening. Yeah. So the balloons are landing and they're landing in the fields and, the, and it's yeah. wiping out the harvest. Well, imagine, you know, it's been 40 degrees there plus for ages because it's that one sort of spark. Weather. And one spark, massive fields. And if you live in an agricultural area, and I do, you know, you see the fields that are dry yeah. and ready. ready. So one spark will burn that field out, as you know. Yeah. And um, so they've lost thousands of acres of farmland to this. Terrorists, really. It's terrible that that's happening. And uh, so there's all the problems in the north of Lebanon. And yeah. That, you know, so they got there. trouble with with what you just been speaking about yeah. issues in the agricultural world. They got financial pressure. They got pressure for a government. Yeah. They got COVID situation. Yeah. Then you got the tourism yeah. that has yes. been absolutely squashed, devastated. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, this is a real time for not just Israel but for believers all around the world to really seek in Christ mm-hmm. because it's it's the signs, and we've just been talking about signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Signs are in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Signs are glaring us down the face, That's I really right, believe, yeah, at the yeah. moment. So we are close to the last trumpet sound. Indeed, we are. So um, with with the, the feast at the moment, so what is the next feast after we got the this feast? So you said there's a gap, did you? There is 10 days. 10-day gap. So Rosh Hashanah kicks off a 10 days, what yes. we call days of awe, A-W-E. Or, or, so that is days when you know that the people have been called in from the harvest. If you think about it, and it's ten days of getting ready for the Day of Atonement. You know, the High Holy Day, as they're called. That's 
So that's ready for that day, you know, that one day a year when the high priest was required to go into the Holy of Holies and to make, firstly, an offering for himself, but then an offering for the whole nation. The two goats, the scapegoat. The scapegoat. So once a year that would Mm. happen. Um, So that's the Day of Atonement. Now, of course, there's no temple now, of course. That's been replaced by studying and sacrifices. But, you know, to the Jewish mind, um, it is the same sort of thing. You know, have I done enough? Good deeds. Okay. Have I done enough right stuff to be to make atonement for my sin, to make covering? So atonement. they look at deeds. Deeds, really, yes, yeah. It's, it's still in that work sort of thing. Have I done enough prayers? Have I done enough right deeds and oh. stuff like this? And uh, but of course, we don't need that. Hebrews is the you know we look at the book yeah. of Hebrews. Yeah. We said that Jesus yeah. is the high priest as we is know the he high is, priest. and he has offered himself as a sacrifice. He's you know, sacrifice. his blood has been shed, the perfect sacrifice. There yeah. is no need for any other sacrifice. You know, there's only one name for which we may be saved, whether we're Jew or Gentile. Yeah. And there is, you know, no more condemnation because of that. You know, we don't need So they don't look them. at that scripture like that. They they won't they won't accept that. They look at their themselves that have I done enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean a lot of Jewish people refer more to rabbinical writings yes. and Talmud. Than they do to the Bible, to the Bible. So the traditions of different rabbis and teaching down through the years, and amongst them there were some good men. Yeah. Um, but particularly after Jesus came and died and rose again, you know, it certainly did negate rabbinical teaching oh, after right. that. Okay. Because Jesus had done everything. Done it was everything. Finished. Finished. Done. You know. So yes. there's a there's a ten day gap. Ten day of, gap of time. Could we, introspection. Yeah. So that 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 ten day gap is a time for inner reflection, That's looking right, at yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and just looking rather than me, looking at me rather mm-hmm. than looking at anybody else and yeah. just trying to deal with everything within me. So after the ten days, we enter into the day of atonement. That day of atonement. At the end of that, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it's good. Is there's a good disciplines and practice as a believer, isn't there? Yeah. You know, we, we can. What can we learn from that ten days of introspection? Well, what is wrong with us as believers getting alone with God? Yeah. Having time in prayer, reading the scriptures, examining our life against what yes. the bible says yep. and saying lord what is it that you want me to put right what is it you know how can i get closer to you how can i develop my relationship with you and i don't see there's anything wrong with taking a time out to do that so why not now why not follow that pattern and say yeah okay i'm going to spend more time with you this time in the year lord and mm. and make sure i'm closer to you repentance Nothing wrong with that. yeah repentance is repentance is key yeah it, it always has it to be that doesn't it, is, it? yeah it's a, it's a lifestyle choice repentance it, it is a lifestyle yeah. choice yeah. and the more we're talking about these feasts the more i see mm. that where we sit in the pandemic mm. how the natural is running along parallel with the spiritual <laughs> and taking these 10 days out to re- reflect i think lockdown mm. for me personally where i was working co- constantly but I, I obviously see and talk with a lot of people where the lockdown became a point mm. of mm. almost cabin fever where you was looking so much at yourself. Mm. So that's interesting that lockdown could almost be <laughs> a bit of a picture of the 10 days of reflective time. Yeah, uh, how this pandemic has fallen, very interesting running with the season of, of the feasts, mm. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And as we're still in the pandemic area, Certainly, when you're isolated, wherever you might be living, you've got self-isolation. You can't help but look at yourself. Mm. Mm. You can't help but do that. True. 
So with the ten days and what's and has it got a certain name? Have I missed a name that you said? Is it no. just a, just ten a days ten of all? Day? We tend to call it the ten days of all. Yeah, those ten. Ten days, days of all. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I'm just drawing a parallel with the pandemic. Yeah. That the months that we have been lo- in lockdown, mm. a lot of people have looked at themselves. Yeah. And I think that has been a time of repentance and looking back, and especially for the church where the doors have been locked, mm-hmm. a lot of pastors, mm-hmm. a lot of leaders yes, have yeah. looked within themselves. Yeah. And we look at ourselves and say, Lord, I, I've done probably more things for my own gain than rather doing for your will. I've, mm-hmm. I've almost come off track mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. actually realizing. Yeah, yeah. So the lockdown has been a good thing for, I believe, as leaders and as mm-hmm. the church to look within itself and also what we're saying is the, this feast, the, the trumpets, and then after the, the sound um, of going into the Holy of Holies, you said, going into that? Yeah, I mean, that is what the Day of Atonement the day was of atonement. when it was given, you know, and uh, the um, God gave Moses what Aaron should do, yeah. the description yeah. of what should happen there. And it's in Deuteronomy 16. It's 16. Yeah, if you look in there, you'll see that it gives all the details of what should happen on that day. So... Um, yeah, no, sorry, Leviticus 16, not Deuteronomy. Leviticus 16 has all the details in there of what the high priest had to do. Okay. Um, okay, it's not relevant in the sense it doesn't have to happen anymore. No. Because Jesus has done it for us. But, you know, reading through Leviticus 16 will tell us, you know, about, you know, the importance of holiness. Mm. It's very important. The necessity of sacrifice. Yeah. And that's the, one of the key things of all the feasts is sacrifice. Yeah, it's sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice. And I, I think that comes back to me as a, as a church leader, pastor, whatever label, um, that there has to come a point where you have to lay everything down. Mm-hmm. A surrender, mm-hmm. a time of surrender. True, yeah. And I think what's what's been happening in the world of the church, lots of leaders have been running almost in your own strength mm. and we really haven't been surrendering to his will. Mm. So through the lockdown, as with the, what we've been looking at, there just few 10 days of stillness and quietness mm. and looking within yourself, time of repentance, and then coming up to that time of saying, Father, I'm, I'm sorry, Lord, I've probably done a lot of, of church activity rather than following what, what your will was. When Christ was in the garden, mm. he said, Father, is it possible, you know, take this cup from me, but... Mm not my will, your will be done. And, right, and, yeah. and surrender mm. is a very, I would say, it's a very difficult thing for a human being to do oh, yeah, yeah. because we like to control. Yeah, we like to be leading and all that. But the 10 days that you're talking about, just the stillness, mm-hmm. is a time of serious reflection. Mm-hmm. And the lockdown has been a time of serious reflection. Yeah, yeah. I think even if you was a, a non-believer, the time of two, three months being in, in indoors. He talked mm. say talk about certain nations where they live in tower blocks, mm. locked, and you're not allowed to come out your front door. That's right, yeah, yeah. What must that have been like to not be able to come Incredible. out? So you're in isolation, you're in this place, and then, especially mm. if you live alone, mm, I know, yeah, isolation is a place of, of thinking of almost mm-hmm. stir-crazy. <laughs> so when you look <laughs> at right. the, the feast of 10 days of stillness, Mm. quietness, mm. reflection, mm. and then atonement, a day of sacrifice. Yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, we know the scripture tells us that one sacrifice once and for all through mm. the, mm. the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. So the feasts are very relevant mm. to where we sit and the pattern and the natural yeah. pattern that this earth seems mm. to be, that, that it is very spiritual. We are living in very powerful times. Yeah, yeah. 
So what is your um, what would be your advice to anybody, Brian, that is looking at the feast and, and where, do, where do they start from? Mm-hmm. Is it something that should be studied? Is it something that we could pass it by? It is relevant. I believe it really is relevant. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as a Messianic Jew yourself, mm-hmm. that's correct, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you draw comfort from looking at the very traditional things and looking at the feast? Does, does that... Does that make? Does that open your eyes to what's going on around? Yeah, I mean, it shows me that God foreknew everything. You know, mm-hmm. right back Leviticus twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> right back to the, the beginning yeah. of things. Obviously, yeah. not right to creation, but you know that God always has something prophetic planned. And then when we look at the feast, we see that God was planning to fulfil them in Jesus, and that's the most important thing. That when we look at the feast, we try and say to ourselves, where is Jesus in this? Because that's what they're all about. Where is Jesus? So, yeah, look at each feast. There were some obvious. Jesus died at Passover. He was the Passover lamb. That's quite obvious. But actually, tend to take time to look at the feast. Okay. And there's some really good books on the subject. You know, Christ in the Passover is the name of one book. I think Michael Rosen. Very good book. And there's lots of other books been written. The Four Feasts. That's the American term yeah. uh, by Mitch Glazer and someone else can't remember. So there's some good books out there where people can look at the feasts and how they're fulfilled in Jesus and how they're relevant for us because today. Because they are fulfilled that is, in Jesus. That is that is that's how we get that's how, so in a sense it's a jigsaw puzzle where it all falls into place when we yeah. see Jesus at the centre. When he's at the centre, we say, Oh yeah, we understand it now. Because he always <laughs> that is at is the, the centre. Yeah, the key to understanding the feast is that they're fulfilled in Jesus. That's the key thing. Of course, Jewish people wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, but we as believers, Jewish believers or Gentile believers, can see that that's what their focus is. Wow. It's really, really uh, interesting subject and how mm. the feasts are so, obviously, of course they are, biblical, mm. practical, spiritual. Mm-hmm. They guide, they, they, and as you said, they put Jesus at the centre. Yeah, yeah. They put Jesus yeah. at the centre. Yeah. We mentioned something earlier on that mm. we were just talking about the coming, the return of Christ. Mm. And we were talking about September. I know mm. we're not going to say everyone's, no, you know, just, just blowing of the trumpet and the, <laughs> the way the seasons fall. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it, that mm, how yeah. Christ has taken all the seasons, yeah. stretched it out over mm, mm, the mm. timeline of life, but how agriculture mm-hmm. plays yeah. a lot to do yeah. with the pattern of Christ's return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just that it was an agricultural society, which it was. Which it, it was more than that. No, it was yeah. more than that. It was, you know, to, was to look at that agricultural cycle, to look at the seasons. And Jesus said that a lot, didn't he? You know, this, he talked about fruit yeah. in season and look at this tree and look at that. And the fig tree, of course, represents Israel. And so, you know, he's, he was pointing us to say, look, you need to read the signs. And, of course, he says, doesn't he, to his disciples, and uh, it's a sort of an upbraiding, really, you say there are four months and yet the harvest. So he says that, doesn't he? And that's so in, four yeah, months. So that's John yeah. 4, isn't it? So John that's the four. woman at the well. We know that, yeah. that chapter 4. But in there he yeah. says about the four months. Now, why did he say four months? Well, there why are four months they? between Pentecost and Rosh Hashanah, four okay. months. Yeah. So we know that none of Jesus' words were sort of offhand. No. They all have a relevance. Very so much I so. would say that the four months he was referring to in their minds was it's four months between Pentecost, Shavuot, and it and Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so he's thinking there's a four-month harvest, which we're in now. So I would say that, you know, he was pointing to that all the time. Now, of course, he did say well, no one knows the day or the hour. Very clear. 
Paul also said that you know there would be much deception and things that would yes. distract the believer, so that even the elect could be even the um, elect distracted could be. Yeah. But those who are who are awake and alert and looking for the blessed hope, yeah, looking for the day. You know that concept in the New Testament. Yes. We see it right through the day of Christ, the day when He returns. Those who are looking will say that we see the signs. Okay. Now, and my question to the listeners to think about yeah. yourself is: Correct. Okay, Jesus said. Jesus died at Passover. Passover. We'll fill in those spring feasts and rose again, the first fruits. Okay. First fruits. Then he said, I'm going away, but I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit. Yes. God with you, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit on earth. And he did fulfill that at Pentecost. So Pentecost. that's the first four feasts that have been fulfilled by something so that's that very Jesus clear, did. Isn't it? It's very clear, yeah. Very no clear. Would, would deny that Jesus used those feasts and fulfilled them. Well, I would say, think about this, listeners. Yes. is that the last trump, all we've spoken about, the yeah. sound of the trumpet, the yes. strong imagery in the New Testament of the last trumpetal sound, yeah. that, that Jesus is going to return. He's naming a date. Well, Jesus will return at the Feast of Trumpets, not at this the year. the Feast of Trumpets, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be the time he returns. Because the, I'm not naming a date or a time. Name, no, you're not naming no, a date or a time. You're, we're using the seasons, yeah. as Christ used seasons, he did, yeah. as an indicator. And as he, mm. as he had done that, and, mm. and like, like you said, he... Agricultural was was their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he explained everything through trees, through yeah, yeah. through through nature, through through the culture, through mm-hmm. through what was in front of them at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was using that because it, we can relate more to visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it makes logical sense. For it me. makes logical sense, doesn't it? It makes clear sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a clear indicator somewhere that we could get some understanding that. By using the feast, running it along mm. parallel with Scripture and what Christ said, mm. he has fulfilled all the others. Yeah. So there's every possibility yeah. that it... Why not? Why not? Because... It's, it's, to me, it's the logical thing. I think, yeah, that makes sense to me. You know, I just think like that. And I see that. You know, I'm not naming days or naming hours, but I'm saying this Jesus fulfilled those first You four. don't... When you use yeah. the, what we're talking about, yeah. we're not actually naming days or hours. No. We are referring it to as feasts. And when yeah. the, the trumpet, trumpet then we've got in Thessalonians, it talks about the trumpet. You have to bring all this together. And when yeah, you do yeah. a study and you look at it, we clearly understand that no one knows a day or the hour. No one knows except the mm. Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he makes it very clear that we've got to look for the signs of <laughs> yeah, the times. Right, well, we've yeah. had wars, rumours of wars, yeah, yeah. famines, outbreaks, pestilence, plagues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've had the lot, haven't we? We have, yeah. We've yeah. had an uprise. When you look that's at the right. uprise that's happened over the last few weeks, yeah, yeah. month, that is, it's not just been a very parochial, localised uh, mm. violence and, and protesting. Mm. It's globally. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So yeah, everything yeah. we've got now is global, isn't it's it? It's a tough times for many people, aren't they? And then we get onto the, the, the subject, has the gospel got all the way around the globe mm. as it reached oh, yeah. every part? But <laughs> when, you look at, when you look at the way we got with technology... Mm. How quick we can mm. travel tech sure. using technology. Like yeah. this afternoon, you're going to be what country you're speaking into? What? So it's going to be Macedonia and uh, Israel together. Is when you think about how yeah, quick yeah. that is. So, so we've got signs. Mm-hmm. We've mm. got signs, and we would have to be very foolish to ignore yeah. these sort of signs and everything that is playing out. So the the feasts are very relevant for a believer. Mm-hmm. It is important. Mm-hmm. It's not just opinion. It is important. Because Christ used the feast to explain lots of biblical stories, narratives. Yep. And he said, look for the signs of the times, as it was in the days of Noah. So yep. will it be in the end 
the wickedness, the upright. Mm-hmm. So we have to bring everything together. Yeah. But yeah. these feasts are fascinating, the way Christ fulfilled the scriptures mm-hmm. with himself, as Brian has clearly said, in as the center. Yes, that's the most important thing. We are really living in powerful times. Put him at the centre. <laughs> and that is, that is the key to it, isn't it? It is, it always is, yeah. Put Christ at the centre. So just, just a quick recap, Brian. If anybody wants to, and I think, honestly do believe, that we should be uh, studying the feasts, I, I feel mm. it's very important, because mm. they are Christ-centred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we would go to Leviticus chapter 23 and 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we would also go into... Leviticus 16, wasn't it? You wanted Leviticus to talk about the Day 16, of Atonement, wasn't it? Yeah. The Day of Atonement. So there's That's a few right. scripture reference, mm-hmm. and you will find some cross-reference as we study that. But yeah, sure. just to our listeners out there, we want to say thank you for joining us, and thank you so much for Brian, you know... Just a quick overview of that, but but it opens up such a conversation, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. When you realise that Christ is at the centre of these feasts, the signs of the times, where we sit, the pandemic, everything that's going on around the globe. Brian, how can um, our listeners, people that are, are thinking and contemplating, just looking at the ministry that you're involved in, in uh, Mars Ministry, how can they get hold of you? Okay, well, the best thing is to go to our website, yep. which is Mars Israel. Yes. Dot UK. Excellent. Got all our contact details there. We can recommend resources That's and things simple. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we can get everything, you know. And what yeah. was them books that you, you referenced? That... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's lots of good books. So the ones that came to mind yes. were Christ in the Passover by Michael Rosen. Okay. Very good. And then there's one called The Four Feasts, Autumn, you know, American, what they yeah. use the word for. The Four, F-A-L-L, The Four Feasts of Israel, which is by two authors. One is Mitch Glazer. Chosen People Ministries, and I can't remember the other author, but that would be enough if you Googled it to find both of those. Brilliant. Good books, but there's others as well. Okay. Thank you so much, Brian, for your, your insight, your your word, your your knowledge, and may God continue to breathe over you and your family and this, this ministry, and, uh, and we thank God for what you're doing and what you're bringing to the table. So you've been listening to myself, uh, Pastor Ben, and you've been listening to Reverend Brian Greenaway of Mars Ministry. We thank you so much for listening. Please share and push this out on all the social media platforms. But if you need to get hold of Brian, you can find him very simply, a quick Google, and he will come up. Thanks very much for listening. Take care, stay safe, and bye-bye.